Welcome back to In the Trenches podcast, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. In today's episode, Elliot, Gary, and Charlie are sitting down with the lead vocalist of SoCal Worship Collective. That is right, guys. We are back with another episode of In the Trenches. Hope you guys had a great Easter, a, a great week. Elliot, how are you doing, man? Great. Good. That's how good. are you? I'm, I'm good. You know, can't can't complain. Easter's done, and uh, I'm here with you. It's yep. always a pleasure. We were just with each other yesterday, too. We were. That yep. was fun, too. Great. Shout out Pastor Matt. Yep. Oceanside. So, Oceanside. Coast City. Mm-hmm. That's a dope church. A lot of Samoans. There was a lot of Samoans. Yeah. And then it's obviously... Why did you say it like that? I, what do you mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Getting me canceled before we even start. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's great to be back with Gary. Gary, how are you doing? What's up? Good. Good, good, good. We are um, kind of in the thick of it right now, getting busy, ready for youth convention. We're stoked about that. And speaking of youth convention, like Elliot said, our guest today is the one and only, I guess, lead vocalist. That sounds weird to say for a worship group, but uh, of the SoCal Collective, DJ, DJ, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. Well, man. I guess you guys just all answered that question. Yeah. yeah. So that was Keep up, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's Sorry. all good though. It's all good. I like your hat. Thank you. W- what is what does it mean? Uh so it's a band called Colony House. Um for everybody like <laughs> listening, yeah. literally the hat just says Colony House. Yeah, so. and it's like their last <laughs> album. What are you talking about? There's like multiple words on there besides Colony House. Yeah. But it's just words. So, so it's like and I it think looks it says cool. like where they're from, Pretty the name clear. of their last it, album. Yeah, just yeah. says Colony House and information about it. And then Charlie's <laughs> like, what is this enigma of a hat that you have on? It's so complicated. What are these symbols on it? Oh, my god! <laughs> Those are letters, Charlie. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this thanks is, for having me. This is pretty much all that happens. We sit in this office and Elliot has weird accents that he'll bring up. And then Sweet. we just talk about Ministry. Youth ministry stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, but um, for anyone that is out there that is listening that's never been to a camp and never been to a convention, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and uh, just so people can get to know you? Yeah. So my name's DJ. Uh, I grew up as a PK, so I've been around ministry my whole life. My dad was a youth pastor for the first 13 years of my life. So was always I always grew up like around youth ministry. And then obviously once I got into middle school and high school, I was super involved in my youth ministry uh, at my church. Um, and then about three years ago, we started doing, uh, or we put together the SoCal Worship Collective, even though we didn't have a name yet. Yeah. Uh, and then we started doing the camps and uh, just recently last year, convention. Um, so yeah, it's we're kind of like last SoCal's. Last year was the first convention? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're kind of like SoCal's built-in worship team, and so, you've yeah. done other uh, events as well, like at other states and stuff. Too, yeah, we so. we did a camp uh, in Arizona. We did uh, the Arizona Networks, like a youth pastor. Were you guys thing. called the SoCal Collective there? Yes, that's sick. Yeah, well, the one we did for the Arizona Network, it it was just me, mm. but they said like DJ Ross from SoCal Worship Collective. So I was, like it. That was pretty cool. It's great. I love it. I yeah. love it. Dude, the fun the funny thing is the first time I ever met you, I like obviously was like, Who is this guy? And it was during our um summer camp that we did online. Because that was the first camp oh, you yeah, guys yeah. led, right? Yeah. 
And I was just like, dude, who is this guy? He looks like like Eminem. Like it was just like so like just so <laughs> weird <chubby> for me. <laughs> Because I did have the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, a bro. chubby Eminem, bro. <laughs> it was the bleached <laughs> hair. Not, not so slim shady. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Sorry, dude. That just came to me right now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it, you, had, you were rocking this chain, and I was just like, who is this guy? And then you started singing, and I'm like, dang, this guy got a voice. And now you're on the podcast. Now that's right. Just a part of the team, bro. Yeah. Part of me and DJ go way back, bro. Way back. Yeah. What, like, because we're mean? both pastor's kids. So we like, we're going to camps together. And DJ, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but we, we are fine arts kids, you yes, know? Yes, we Ooh. are. Um, and what did you do in fine arts? I don't, I don't think I know that. I what preached. do you think, bro? Yeah. I juggled. No. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. I did human video, bro. <laughs> Solo. Human video with puppet. It's yeah, a new category. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I wish. You missed your calling in kids' ministry. I did preaching, mm. and then so did DJ. Yeah. And, like, I remember the the year he did preaching, he, uh, like, they always let someone go and preach on, like, the main stage or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and then DJ got to, and I'm like, I hate this kid. <laughs> He's my nemesis. <laughs> I remember that, actually. Like, it was, like, the first experience. I remember, that was I think that was, like, my first youth convention. Do you remember what year that was? I don't. You? Oh, but you remember time, DJ like on yeah, stage like at the convention? Stage. Yeah, dude, I was so mad. At that time, I think they were separate, though. I think Fine Arts and Youth I'm just saying, separate. dude, not for nothing, his uncle was the DYD, so. <laughs> that true. is true. Or maybe, true. did you do that like at summer camp, too? It was. I think it was summer camp. Dude, yeah. I remember that he, one. He was doing a tour, bro. Yeah, and he was, it was good. Tour. Yeah, it was good. But uh, Are you just saying that because he's on the podcast, or <laughs> do you mean that? I mean, no, it was good, but uh, I, I was... Yeah, I was d- bummed. And then now we're like doing conventions and camps together. It's full circle. Yeah. God works cool. all things together. For That's me. right. That'll That's preach. Right. That'll preach. But DJ, why don't you share one of the things we like to ask everybody is a, a crazy youth ministry story. And so I don't want to just like narrow it down to just youth ministry, but do you have a crazy ministry story for the people out there? Okay. So this one's not really crazy, but it's, it's kind of funny. So, uh, it was my sophomore year. We were on a mission trip in Mexico mm. and there was a, uh, it was like an orphanage that our youth group went to for a couple years in a row. And this was the first trip. So it was either our second or third day there. And we were like digging wells and like helping build a house and stuff. So it was like, like missionary work that you would do on a mission trip, but it was the end of the day. We were all in our rooms and, uh, we're just sitting there like everyone's like ready for bed. And you know, like the missionary or the missions trips or like youth convention where it's like you try to get everyone settled down eventually. And then like, especially cause we were in a big room. Mm. So then there was like little, uh, like the younger kids like making random noises and then everyone laughs and it's like, okay guys, like be quiet, be quiet. So eventually we get everyone to like shut up and it's Mexico. It's in the middle of the summer. So we have all our windows open. It's really hot. And my friend Victor is by the window of one of Victor does juggle by the way. Yes, Victor does juggle. Victor one time what? Ju- yeah, he's a, he actually he'll juggle like knives, bro. And yeah. he did it at camp one year and he's like DJ's going to be my hype man and DJ had to have a mic and hype up his juggling routine. That no. is a real thing that happened. We can get back to that. It's seared into my brain. I remember that. Now that you say that, I totally remember that. Yeah, okay, so go back to your story. Sorry. So 
So Vic is sitting there like looking out the window and then all, all like out of nowhere, he's like, we're under attack, get under. And water balloons and water bottles, like with no caps on full water bottles, just start coming in our windows, like thrown at us. I'm in the middle. So there's like four rows in this like massive bunk hall. I'm in the very middle, but I'm on the second bunk. Mind you, I wear glasses, but at night I don't because I don't sleep with my glasses on. So I'm trying to get up off this second bunk and like not die. Well, take yeah. a water bottle to the head. Yeah. And I fall off straight onto the concrete. Oh. And I like hit my head. It it wasn't that it wasn't that crazy, but who was it throwing was like, the water bottles? So it was like the, the girls. Villagers? It was like the oh, girls okay. from <laughs> Get out of here. It was like the girls from our group. They were attacking us. Yeah, yeah. Um it, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then like at the same time, one of my friends was like trying to leave to go to the bathroom and they like opened the door and the girls had like one of the Gatorade jugs full of water and they were like gonna come in and dump it our youth pastor. And uh so then the next day we were walking to like one of the houses we were building and we like got them back. But, you like yeah. hit them? Yeah. No, we didn't hit them. <laughs> we hit them with water balloons. <laughs> Dang, okay. Dude. I, I got a real Norco I, up in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I want to go back to this juggling act with okay, Victor. Okay. Okay. So originally we were like, hey, Victor can juggle knives. It was like a late night camp thing yeah there was like a, sh- a variety show that was happening does he carry his own knives yes he has what? like he has like juggling knives. he brought them to church <laughs> no no, no camp, he brings them everywhere <laughs> no. idiot we, we lived in victorville which is only like 40 minutes from camp so he was gonna drive home and get them <laughs> yes <laughs> no this is legit 40, so, 40 minutes so <laughs> there 40 minutes back he's like yeah worth it dude <laughs> he was like he was like, hey, I want to juggle my knives, but I want to do it over DJ so it's, like, more dangerous. Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 you can't do that. Like, we'll get in trouble. I don't remember who was in charge of it. It was Tom still, your uncle. No, because he was going to let us. I don't remember. That's true. Okay. I don't remember who was. But basically, they were like, no, he can't juggle knives over you, but you can, like, be his hype man. And I was like, why would I do that? And then You're a good friend, though, because he still did. It, yeah. And it was, it was like so I said, it's, it's seared in my brain. So cringe. Because DJ's like, we think we could get another juggling ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd's like, because he's just juggling. So the yeah. crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny to watch, bro. Yeah. Dude, and then the also been another funny story. Wait, so he didn't juggle knives? No, because no, they wouldn't let him. He juggled yeah. I thought it was just like it's over camp, you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even juggle over DJ. DJ's just next to him on stage being like, look at him go. But, I just remember he kept saying balls all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get another ball. And we're like, bro, this is not. But uh, DJ. You we were way more interested in DJ than we were the juggler. <laughs> <laughs> we I do remember that. It's like an SNL skit, bro. Like. I'm a I'm a juggling like I don't even juggle but I'm the hype man for jugglers. It's like a rapper like yeah like the yeah. hype man but yeah. anyways DJ you also like went to PK camps I did with oh. like my siblings. Yes. So I was not going to the camps at that point. I'd only went to like one PK camp. Uh You started falling away at that point? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just didn't know about it. I would have went but uh anyways, by the time like I did I was out. Of, I graduated 
Do you want me to tell that story? Yeah, tell that okay. story. Didn't you like throw a, up on so, my sister or yeah, something like yeah. that? <laughs> it wasn't just throw up. Yeah. It Which was, one? Which sister? It was Butler. Butler. Yeah, yeah, so I don't care. So <laughs> I, was in, I was in eighth grade, like the summer of my eighth grade year going into my freshman year. It was PK camp, so we were playing root beer pong, mm. like like in the PKs. <laughs> the right? most, oh my gosh, dude! And you are the most PK I've ever met. <laughs> You're a juggling hype man. <laughs> you threw up at root beer pong and preached at fine arts. And preached at fine arts, yeah, dude. Anyways, so me being like the junior higher I was, I was like, I'll take one for the team. I'll be the team chugger. Yeah, <laughs> but and he was also a a big kid. Like DJ, yeah. was, you were like six foot as a junior higher. No, definitely not. I didn't reach <laughs> six foot until I was a senior. In well, high you were tall though. You were a big dude. Anyways, well, there's a like. Cause remember, I think I was wide. Elliot, Elliot's not six foot. So I am anyone six foot. over six oh, foot whatever. is taller than him. So, so I start chugging the root beer, and I'm not even like, like eight or nine in. I'm like three in. <laughs> Like three root beards deep. I could, (laughs) I was good to drive still. (laughs) Not even like I had got that far. Yeah. And then I was like, guys, I think I'm going to throw up. And then Butler was on my team. And so she was like, there's a trash can over here. Like, come over here. So I'm like leaning over the trash can. I think I'm like, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. So Butler starts walking away. And then like, she's like from me to Elliot, which is like six feet. Yeah. Yeah. But basically a whole me (laughs) apart. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I was trying to get the sentence out. I think I'll be okay. And as soon as I said that, projectile vomit, like six feet on to Butler. I think she said she was like wearing new Vans or something too. Yeah. So like got all over her. And then I was like really embarrassed. I went to the bathroom and like cried. But, you know. Bro. <laughs> yeah. It being, it happening during root beer pong makes it even more embarrassing, bro. That is so funny. Uh, Dude, I yeah. can't. That's more. That's like more impressive than watching someone juggle. Is to project that vomit <laughs> for six feet, bro. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was interesting. DJ's got a that. full resume. Yeah, yeah dude. you realize at that moment, I'm not marrying Butler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> that's the only reason you go to PK camps, right? It is. I don't know. Yeah, you weren't in PK, so. Yeah. Dang. What did your what? It's like band camp. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. What were you gonna say, Elliot? Nothing. No one know. No, you'll never know. No one will ever know. I'm gonna keep it to myself. Uh, anyways, DJ, when did you, you, cause you were preaching. Yeah. Um, do you ever preach though? Uh, I have here and there a few times, like if uh, at our last church, like if our youth pastors were like, "Hey, would you like speak on a Wednesday night or whatever?" I have. Um, when did your yeah, yeah? When did your path kind of lean more into worship than? preaching yeah uh it was about like halfway through high school i would say like my junior years when i started taking it serious like realizing that okay i have talent here and like yeah obviously i I feel called to ministry and it was still kind of like trying to figure out like where in ministry but i felt like my talents were leading me more towards worship and then um just like keep going at it but i was around worship music like my whole life because my mom was a worship pastor since i was born so I was always around worship music um, and I was like singing and I played bass in like junior high, but then I picked up a guitar like my junior year of high school. And then that's when I was like, okay, like I think I'm, I should stick with this. That's, yeah. that's what just, it just felt more natural, I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you musically gifted at all? Me? Yeah. No. A banjo? Bro, I, <laughs> I, I wish 
I, I've always wanted to. You probably play like the moonshine jug. <laughs> the washboard. Yeah. The, the fun thing that you, the fact that you just said this, when I first started coming to the church, I was like talking with our worship pastor and I was like, dude, I really want to learn how to play the banjo. Do yeah, you know anyone? I know, I know. But I was like, do you know anybody that knows how to play the banjo? <laughs> and, and it was Norco, so they're like, we all play the banjo. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Dude, I really cannot wait for the... Uh, the Youth Alive rally, just yeah. so people can know that one, it is a little country, but it's not as bad as Elliot says. It's a little country and it's a little rock and roll. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be fun, bro. Gary. Yeah. You're also like not musically. You don't play any instruments either, do you? No, not at all. Yeah, I don't sing. I don't play instruments. Yeah, all the three of us were were untalented in that regard. But yeah. so, I before we get into like the serious part of the conversation, that wasn't serious. I guess it kind of was, but uh, before we really get into the depths in the trenches uh i was thinking nitty-gritty it's too. about worship right yes because yeah. dj's here so i want to ask all of us all right what is your top go-to worship song how well, how about we do this of all time and then we could do like the current one okay that's, that's like your jam right now but like mm. first all, all time like your desert island worship song there's one that comes to mind like right away so I got Jesus, take the weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more like, never mind. Okay, um, okay. Yes. But it's one of the songs that I vividly remember learning for the very first time was um, Set a Fire. It was like mm. right when I got That's saved. It was when I first started, started coming to the church, and they played it like every week. And it was just like, it was such an easy song to remember, but too, just like <laughs> the meaning behind it, bro. What does it I mean? I love it. Set a Fire. What Down does that in mean? my soul. That, that I can't, can't contain. contain. But can you control, control it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I love it. It's a good one. It is a good one. I know it is. Okay. <laughs> DJ? Can I look through my Spotify yeah, yeah, playlist yeah. real quick? But so, like of all time. Like, yeah, not, I know. That's tough. Like, I guess so. As if you're like a worship like uh, there's there's so yeah many. probably tougher for him that like those old hillsong united Ooh. like uh, yeah those there's ones some good ones slap, before, before the corruption. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to edit that out, like from the well, inside out, or uh, that's true. Um, but those old like camp ones, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would say probably for me, uh, "All I Am" by Phil Wickham mm. is like that was a, a, good... a big one for me. That like the convention Reggie Dabs came and he's told like the fish story. Bro. Uh, and then Phil Wickham was doing worship and All I Am was the song. Yeah. And that was like the moment for me. And that song was like the soundtrack of me giving God all of like, all I am is yours. So it was like, uh, that's, same. Same that's, a, story. that's a big one for me. All I am. That's a good one. A lot of those like, like early 2010 Phil Wickham's albums. Yeah. Have Cannons, so many, bro. Oh. So many good songs on there. Come on. Uh, I would say probably I'll give you like a top two. Yeah, good. Uh, the first one would be uh, "Heart of Worship." Mm. I'm coming back to the. Heart. That's a that's a good one. And it then, has one of uh, the craziest lines in it. But we'll move on. What do you mean the craziest? No, <laughs> I said we'll move on. <laughs> I want no, I'll tell you I'm, off air. And then another one would be uh, "All Hail King Jesus." Mm. That could be more of like a modern King one, but that song was just so good. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary. For me, it would be there. Two of them would be with everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great song. Because specifically because of a camp that we were at, a summer camp, 
And for whatever reason, I was preaching that night. And so we were doing the response time. And Niall, my oldest son, was leading worship. He was mm-hmm. still a teenager at the time. And it was just one of those heavy nights where the whole crowd was worshiping. Mm-hmm. And I'm just there. And I look up at Niall. And he's leading. And all of a sudden, he has to turn around and face the screen because he's bawling. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those nights where it's like, Gosh, I don't even know how I'm going to keep preaching now and, yeah. and do this response. So that was that was probably one of the most memorable moments in a song that whenever I hear it, that's what I'll think of. Yeah. But um, uh, an oldie one for me, and and you've probably heard me preach on this song, but it is well with my soul. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of how that song was written and the the why it was written is for me is one of those moments that I just yeah. like every time I sing it, it's just so more so uh, much more meaningful. Yeah, yeah. And for the listeners, like just a brief description of that i mean the author of it was his family um had uh he they were in america and uh, no sorry they were in england england and they were sending his family over no sorry they were in america and they were sending his family to the states yeah and are to uh england for something his family left uh before him and um the boat that they were on sank Mm -hmm. and um only his wife i believe survived his three daughters drowned and um, so as he was, and so he came behind them on the boat he was at, the captain let them know we were probably right near the spot that that boat went down. So he was literally, you know, floating Goodness. over the place where his, you know, children were probably buried. Mm. And it's when he began to write, it is well with my soul. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Do you have a modern song? Yeah. What's your modern I song? I mean, real quick, it's like hard fun fact, I have It Is Well With My Soul tattooed on me. Oh, that's cool. Man. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Speaking of, sorry, dude, I was yeah, just, with, gonna, a gr- I was just with a group of Samoans last night, bro. <laughs> what does that mean? They're big on yelling Jesus at, like, youth events. This guy doesn't know. DJ, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways, uh, currently, my, f- like, go-to... It's like it's a deep cut because no one's gonna really know it, but we were at Audacious Conference, yeah, an yeah, Audacious yeah. Church. Yeah, you're taking mine. Right? Wrote their song, and uh, it's called "All Things Together." It's on Spotify and Apple Music, so you could download it. Take a listen; it's good. But it's yeah, it's called "All Things Together" um, by Audacious Worship, and that's been on repeat for me yeah. right now. Nice. Also, then another like top one, and my family would even say if they had to like pick a worship song for me. Uh, it's again not like a one that everybody would know. It's from a church in um, Ireland called Cornerstone as well, and they wrote a song called Abba Father. Mm-hmm. And they have like a part where they just kind of—it's really just descriptions of God and like the names of God. The bridge is just like all the the names of God, but that one that gets me every time too. Was that your other one that I I so took just both of yours? I was with Elliot on both. He of took, yeah, trips. yeah, he led both trips. So I don't. Did I really just take your first one and then you're like, well, I'm gonna go off a father. <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's all good, dude. The one I think for like me, modern term. I don't even know if it's modern. I honestly don't know when it came out. You'd probably know. Um, DJ is nothing else by Corey Asbury. Or is it, not Corey Asbury. Um, Cody Carnes. Cody Carnes. Yeah. That song, like, sing it. What is it? What does it go like? I couldn't. I honestly, I couldn't even like tell you. Do you know the song? Yeah, yeah. It it came out like right before COVID. Yeah. Do yeah. Sing it, Charlie. I, sing I'm it. Not singing from it. the depths of your um, soul. But with everything. <laughs> wrong song. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. But it was just like I, I remember. 
I don't do this often with worship music, but I remember watching this video, what like the music video he did at Passion or something like that, and I just started crying like watching the video because it was just him and his piano, and it was just like nothing else but you. Yeah. And I remember watching that, and it's funny because I spoke. Oh, it's like nothing else but yeah. You. And it was just I like, just and he says like, "I'm sorry for sing, just singing another song." Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like these lines that he's saying is just like. It's beautiful. Like I don't say I don't use that word mm. often, but it is. It's beautiful. And I remember speaking three weeks ago at at our Riverside um, campus, and I closed it out with that song. And I just was you like, sang it? No, gosh, mm. no. Mary did. Uh, but I told him I was like, hey, just like, there's nothing else right now. It's just Mary singing with a keys player and the sick guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the head banging. And then they start. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Sorry. What's your current one? Currently, uh, it's off of Bethel's newest album. It's called Holy Forever. Hmm. Um, and the chorus is, your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name stands above them all. Hmm. Um, it just, it's really musically well, uh, put together well, too. Um, so as a musician, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a cool not- song, but it's also like the lyrics are really. See, it's I feel not, like. I thank God. No. I, th- I feel like I'm uh, like. Like, I choose mine based off lyrics. And that's how I am even, like, with my favorite rap music or whatever. I'm a, I'm a lyrical guy. Yeah, NF, Lecrae, <laughs> oh, Andy yeah. Minio. But it's all about uh, lyricists, you know? I like Christ Be Magnified. Yeah. Seasons. Seasons is hard because you can't – it's not really a worship song, I guess. Yeah. It's in my worship list. But I love that, – that line where it says, uh, if you're not done working, God, I'm mm-hmm. not done waiting. Yeah. Like, ooh. Seasons is a good one. Yes, man. It just no. gave me the chills. I know it, it'll give me. So but, DJ, can you lead us in worship right now? Yeah. Um, here's <laughs> a different a question. Here's a speaking of worship music. So not just your favorite hold on, worship hold on, hold on. song. You skipped Gary. You skipped Gary. I thought he said. I thought he said mine, thought he said mine was. I thought he said we had the same favorites. <laughs> no, but you didn't give him the chance okay, to say. Say yours. <laughs> What's your favorite, Gary? Right now, yeah, I, I would say um, Firm Foundation. Mm, is one I really like. One. Just that great. He won't dang. And then um one we did at that one we did for Easter, the Son of Suffering. Oh Ooh. yeah, Son of Suffering. That was pretty That's a great song. Who wrote song. Son of Suffering? Uh the team at Bethel. I th- yeah. I think it was um David Funk. David Funk and Matt someone. Yeah. Who's uh Firm Foundation? That's Maverick City? Cody Carnes and Maverick City, yeah. I think it's mainly Cody Carnes. Yeah, right? there's like Cody song, Carnes is uh, married to Carrie Job, yeah. and he did Christ Be Magnified as well, right? With Corey Asbury, it's what? all tied together. Yeah, yeah, they're all a part of the sound? same. That was on my know. lips. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it again. There we I go. Can't stop. <laughs> but uh, no, here's a different question what about worship got? music. If you were going to like, uh, people meet you in an alley and they got a gun to your head. <laughs> okay. Gracious. And they're saying, I will kill you unless you can say, sing every line of this song word for word. Have you not heard that premise before? Yeah. But yeah. with a worship song, what's the worship song you're going to choose? Does Jesus Loves Me count? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that counts. But how many lines to it are there? That's true. Because that's the thing. You have to like, you can't just do the. Um, so will I. <laughs> oh. <Do> you... <laughs> I'm glad DJ got that. Dude, that song is rough trying to sing that. Yeah. There's just a lot There's of. so much. That's it. even like, I feel like some people would say Waymaker, but the verses are so similar and they, but they like switch up a little bit each time. So like yeah. Waymaker would be a tricky one. Well, I was thinking about this cause I knew I was going to ask this question. So I was thinking I might go with like, uh, 
um, this is how I find my battles or just like a super oh, yeah, yeah. repetitive song. Yeah. Set a fire. But then yeah. it, but then like, it begs the question, like for the rules of this game, do you have to get the exact number? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. cause, cause there is a little, like even this is how I find my battles. They do that. And then they say, it may look like I'm surrounded. So when do you have to get that exactly yeah. right? Bro, I don't know. You made the game up. Yeah. I must say you do. <laughs> Then I'm dying. What's your pick? <laughs> like, I'm dying. It'd be so a lot. Oh, I'm so a alive. dead man, no matter what song. Yeah. It'd be a secular song. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't remember the name of any worship songs. Like, I'm always like, Amy, you know the one with, like, <laughs> so that's the thing. Uh, he won't. Like, yeah. what's that one? I was thinking of Waymaker, but then I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't think I could just start that right now. Like, yeah. Once you start singing, I could get. Do you know, even Waymaker is tough for me. Like, I'm like, I need the confidence. I don't know where Waymaker. it starts. Yeah. But we've done it so much. Yeah. Or even Christ Be Magnified. Like some of those that we've that have become like anthems for us at camp and convention, I feel like is what I'd want to pick. I, I think I could say with 100% positivity, I could do Rain Above It All without mm-hmm. messing up the lyrics. That's a good one. I'd for sure probably say Set a Fire. But I also like in like a lighter term, I look at like Real Love and like that hype song. And I'm like, I feel like. If it starts just like the beat starts, mm, like I can. That's go a with it. a hype song might be better yeah. to do because it's just so. Yeah. Linking up, knowing that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the same song, but. Maybe I don't really know what living <laughs> is. It's a love, blood, and living. I ought to get killed, bro. <laughs> um. Anyways. Man, I feel like we just spent twenty minutes talking about songs. And I love worship. I feel like I have a really good worship playlist. What is in your worship playlist? Mm. Worship. <laughs> Well, obviously. What do you? What type of question? What like is what that? Like what songs? A lot. I. How many songs are in it? Let me see. Here's the next question for for DJ. Um, it's oh a 17 man. hour playlist. Holy Dang. cow! Yeah. Okay. Next wow. question for DJ. Like, if you had to pick one um, worship team, it's or 17 hours and 10 of those hours are just Maverick City, <laughs> like four songs. <laughs> 15 hours. (laughs) Anyways. Um, If you had to, like, only listen to one worship group or one worship artist for the rest of your life, who would that be? Dang, that's tough. This is for everybody, not just Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I I would say probably Bethel, Mm. uh, just because I like their sound the most, Uh, like super heavy guitars. But then they also have like the light keys and the gold dust falling from the ceiling. Yeah, they may be controversial, but they put out some good <laughs> they worship do. music. They do put out some good music. Uh, I'm picking Hillsong. Hill, that's a solid. I'm one. just telling you. But which one? Because they true. have like four. Nah, groups. I feel like I get all of it. If I say Hillsong, then I'm getting the full <laughs> thing, bro. Because that's my that's my point. Is like their their 2000 stuff and even like that Glorious Ruins album. Yeah. Like so yeah. that I would have to pick that because. For just for nostalgia and sentimental purposes, I wasn't listening to any other worship group yeah. in those times. Yeah, that's true. That was like the soundtrack of me in junior high and high school. It's you know? good stuff. So that's what I would pick. What about you, Gary? Yeah, it'd probably be a toss-up between Hillsong and Bethel. Mm-hmm. No one does. What about you? Jesus culture. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Jesus culture is good. <laughs> yeah. They are. Good. They used to be part of Bethel, so I think I should get. Yeah, they, they yeah, fall that, under that, that, that umbrella. Answer, yeah, that that works. I would have to say Hillsong because I remember going into when I first got saved. That's when Hillsong was huge, bigger than what they were, and just that's what we all played. Yeah, there was yeah. no other. There's nothing but Hillsong being played, and then at that time too, Jesus culture was huge. Man, 
Yeah, Jesus culture was big. Just I felt like especially in youth ministry because they were a youth group. Because mm. they were Bethel's youth group. Yeah. And then they split off. Phil Wickham would be a good pick too. Phil Wickham, yeah. Because if you're including songs that he's written, yeah. he's written like half of Bethel songs. That's what I'm saying. That's a good point. Yeah. That is a good point. Man. I love Philly. Philly Wick. Oh, Philly Wick. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't know if I can even ask this question, um, but are, are you guys, does the SoCal Worship Collective, are you guys writing worship? It It is something that has definitely been in the talks, and uh, it is definitely something that we all like. feel like we could start doing. Uh, it helps that I'm back in California now, mm. um, so we, we have uh, more opportunities to get together and actually do that. Because as much as you can, like, write on your own, uh, and as much as I've tried, it definitely helps when it's, like, a group effort. Yeah. Because then it's more collaborative. Uh, you get other opinions from other people and just, yeah. But it is definitely, like, something we want to start doing, especially just for, like, our SoCal students, like, writing songs for, like, just us. Yeah. I do think it's an interesting question because that's the thing now you see like every like yeah. a lot of maybe not so much anymore but still some churches releasing their own albums and writing their own songs and i think that that's great um but it it comes back to like the heart behind it mm-hmm. yeah. um because if we're just like writing songs because that's what other people do yeah then that can be kind of yeah. a silly thing but i definitely think that there is like an anointing on SoCal Worship Collective. And that's something we talked about even when we were like, we should give this a name. And because yeah. the idea is like, it's not just a a band of you guys that this SoCal Worship Collective is something you guys can be pouring into the students of Southern California yeah. exactly. and new music. Because we, we've already seen that, that certain musicians can't be there and certain singers switch out because yeah. it's a it's a movement kind of thing. And But I do believe like... um songwriting will be a part of that but it just comes out of a place uh, you know not just not just because everyone else is writing songs or releasing albums like it should come out of a place of you know you have something to say or like you have you know yeah a song to sing yeah that's why i agree i think and i know this is really not random but like depending on how whatever way you you like this church like with elevation like the one thing that with their worship that I remember watching this video on like when they began writing worship music and putting out their own stuff the one thing they said was like they're not writing for anybody else they weren't writing to get big they weren't writing to do anything but minister to their church yeah and that was like I was like dude that's a great way of who said that elevation okay and yeah they put out the blessing right the blessing was them and Carrie Joe. yeah mm-hmm. dude and that came out right at COVID, yeah. like right before. Mm-hmm. And that was right when like Sawyer was born. Mm. And uh, yeah, I bro. I think it's my mic, sorry. No, you guys are Anyways, good. that was like uh, the blessings. That was a huge Another elevation part song? of COVID. That's just great is Do It Again. True. Do, Do it, it again, bro. That one gets me. I've seen you move. Mm. Yeah, I just Keep love going. I love a bridge to any song, bro. Yeah, give me yeah. give me to the bridge and I'm like take it to the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Go hang in on it. Anyways, uh but like Christ be magnified that like I don't know, something about the bridge, bro. Something yeah. about the bridge, bro. That Corey is going to clip me <laughs> saying that and just like <laughs> and play that over and over again before he goes to bed. There's something about the bridge. There's something about the bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. 
um, youth convention because youth convention is right around the corner. We we're just a few days um, away from that. Um, what do you have a set list ready for convention? Are we yeah, allowed to like open I have that some, up? Or is this a secret? I have some songs that I could share with you guys. I actually just sent it out to the group the other day. Uh, so we're bringing back some older hype mm. songs, mm. Uh, Relentless and Real Love. You Love guys know it. those ones? Yeah. Dude, Relentless. We all just sing three different <laughs> songs, but it's all right. Um, Waymaker, and we got to throw it in there with Spanish. Milagroso, abres caminos, cumples promesas, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some camp favorites uh, like Awake My Soul, Rest On Us, mm. uh, Christ Be Magnified. We're bringing Rest On Us back. Yeah. We kind of yeah. retired it this year at summer camp because yeah. we did it quite a few times. You know there's certain year. like lyrics in some worship songs, though, that like I, they like take me out of the song. Like uh, Lion and the Lamb, you know, where they, they repeat who is like the Lord Almighty like a bunch of times. I always have this thought in my head that it feels like they're at like – after like the third time, it's like no, for real. <laughs> who is who is like him? You like, know, like you know the song that place? is for me. What is, I don't even know the name of the song. You probably will, but in the middle of the song, they go, "Hey, ho, yeah, yeah." Oh yeah, that's awake my soul. That's hey. such a weird, <laughs> that's such a weird thing to me. Every time I start seeing it, I'm like, "Are we calling God?" Is this a yeah, is this like, like, this? Oh, hey, oh my oh. goodness! <laughs> it's serious though. Like, why? Uh, here's my thing with lyrics. Is whenever they do like a sound like oh or, yeah, yeah like, like yeah. take the time to write a lyric yeah why are we throwing it's interesting in though well it's because with everything you told the experience but with everything does that they have that part where they're like oh I know, know I know I love that but I'm part. always like write a lyric yeah, yeah no I I'm with you because yeah. I'm I'm like because if you're not a good singer too you feel like bro that's uh, the worst uh, you know who's <laughs> who uh, who's a horrible singer yeah <laughs> uh, true but speaking of worship. Bankhead, you know Bankhead? Bankhead? Bankhead will start singing like whoever the worship leader is. So if the worship leader is doing a lot of like runs or has like a <laughs> higher pitch voice or a lower voice, if you stand next to him in worship, he starts like we were in this group one time and the worship leader was like real like nasally and was like, mm-hmm. eh, and I'm like next to Bankhead and I just hear him like, eh, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> Are you just singing like them? We need He's to like, take him to. I we, do that every time. We gotta take him to Audacious with us, so he just goes into the British accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Uh, but or then another one is the. Another you are that has good. Voice. <laughs> no, I was going back to the w- lyrics. The you are good. King of my heart. King of my heart. When it's like you are good, good. Whoa, whoa. whoa. I think of like someone telling a truck to back up. It's like you are good. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Whoa, You're whoa, good. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's what I think of every time. Well, how does funny. that cross your mind, bro? Uh, that's, that's what the wheels are constantly turning up here, bro. That's Dude. funny. So I need a worship song that really brings me in yeah. lyrically. Because it's all, it's the anything repetitive, it gives me time to like, to think of other stuff. We just ruined the songs. The guy's going to be leading. He's going to be yeah. like, hey. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's my oh point my to get Bro. a couple of those songs that are already ruined in my mind ruined for everyone else so yeah. we don't do so them anymore. Yeah. As we do them at convention this year. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing the ones we're I said. We're doing the, what was the one? one Awake thing. my soul. Those we're one. doing one thing. Gary's, yeah. <laughs> on worship. We can change it. On worship. No, I'm not saying like it's a bad song. Amy likes that song too, but I just, I laugh every time. 
I don't think DJs like, would be able to do yeah, it seriously now because you get to that part. It. I don't the lead it, with, so. The yeah. issue with Elliot and I, probably every youth pastor that stays in youth ministry, we have this junior high mentality true. for life. So everything's funny. We yeah, giggle true. at yeah. sex. Oh, 100%. Everything so, like that. Charlie's giggling. Was, Charlie's giggling. I, I just said sex. Anymore, <laughs> Charlie's giggling. It was See, just so out of left field. Yeah. Junior high, too. Um, so here's the thing with worship thing oh. at Lepers that just touch base on, especially if there's youth pastors that lead worship or have a say on youth worship. And, and you and I have had this conversation. You and I have had this conversation on just the importance of really um, reading and understanding lyrics that yeah. are out there, that they are theologically and biblically correct. And there's just not a, I don't want to use the word nonsense, but like we were at a, a service one time and we heard this worship song and I don't even remember what it was called. Me neither. But it was just the idea. I think they said if you, you got to remember the lyrics. You have like a rattle memory. I do. It was just like some of the. It was in the vibe of like, uh, like very definitive statements. Like you're going to get healed tonight. You're going to have breakthrough. And so it's like again, that's not like the spirit of the song was probably like let, let's stir up faith. Yeah. But there were like. It's the same thing of like when worship leaders are like, like I've heard a worship leader say this before at an event I was at with Gary where they're like, your breakthrough is going to be determined by how yell, how loud you scream. Well, that's so annoying. And it's like, I the, remember when he said that, I looked at him and said, hopefully no one's deaf in here. Well, then I'm saying like the point, the point is, it's like the, that comes from obviously the story of uh, the Jericho walls, but there's also, I was reading in, context. in Exodus, there's a point where Moses is talking to the people of Israel and he says, be silent. Yeah. The victory is going to come from God. So like there's context and there's, yeah. there's stuff for those. I, I get the heart of like, don't let your pride get in, in your way and like be willing to, to look foolish and like dance like David danced, yeah. you know, yeah. that sort of thing. I'm all about that. But those like strong definitive statements uh it's hard because it's like worship is inherently emotional yeah the, the chords that we're playing the music that's happening is it, it it like speaks to that emotional side of us and that's great it's like the psalms are that way too but because it is emotional we have to like you're saying gary i think be even more intentional about what the lyrics are saying or yeah, even like yeah. for someone like you dj and this is what i appreciate is putting thought into what like you can be led by the spirit in moments and also still prepare yeah, it's not one yeah. or the other like being yeah. spirit led obviously like sometimes that. is going to be a bit spontaneous but it doesn't always have to be exactly. like sometimes you can pray and get a scripture ready and you know all that type of stuff because uh, i think anytime someone says those like definitive statements that we've heard gary it's always like in the moment yeah it's like the song that we were talking about it's you know a student might be singing and we might be singing the song that if you are if you are here tonight or if you believe tonight mm -hmm. you're going to be healed but what if that's not god's plan yeah, yeah. what if his yeah. plan is not to heal them tonight and yeah. so there's just there's songs that i think are, that's not as they're catchy not, they're not public <laughs> worship songs or what's the word I'm, um Congregational. congregational yeah, worship yeah. they're more individual worship yeah. and i think you you have to use wisdom in that of knowing the difference between congregational and personal worship songs mm -hmm. um it's a and, good point and then the other thing would be just that lyrically they match up with god's word like that's something that really holds and yeah. if it doesn't you know you know there's songs we won't do mm -hmm. at cornerstone because just theologically, they're just a bit off. Yeah, yeah, and I think that just goes across the board at all church. It's yeah. like you you have to. There's a song that you that you, when you guys were talking that reminded me. And DJ, I hope you you know what the song is because I can't remember the name of it. But it's like he's like even if you don't, I'll still praise you. Isn't it called Eve? Um, 
even in or even um sounds familiar if but, I heard more of it, it, but it was talking essentially just about like what you were talking about, Gary. It's like going in and, and like, hey, we're going to worship you and we're believing in this. But even if you don't. Oh, another in the fire. How did I like blank on that? That's another song right. song song. That's another one that's very wordy. That It is very wordy. But like the theology behind it is great. It's just yeah. straight out of scripture. Yeah. It, it's I think another thing that comes to when choosing songs or whatever that you're going to be singing uh, congregationally is uh, making sure that you're glorifying God more than you're focusing on yourself. Yes. Cause good. I think that I think especially in today's worship, like I was talking with Niall about this the other day, we could go through a whole worship set and be more focused on yourself than you mm-hmm. are about glorifying God. Yeah. And so even that's one of the things that we've talked about when picking sets for convention or camp, but making sure that the amount of songs that we're singing are more God glorifying than they are of me and my relationship with yeah. God. Yeah. Especially in that corporate setting. I think that's a really good point you made, Gary, that there are like it isn't to uh like totally hate on certain worship yeah. songs, yeah. but just to know that there's like there's things that you should add maybe into your playlist that are super beneficial for you. Cause then you can contextualize some of that. Like, yeah. oh I know what they're saying when they say if I can't if I'm I'm sick. I'm definitely going to get healed. Yeah. I know the heart of that. It's stirring up faith. But I think that person that wrote it, wrote it for themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a, a like if you're in a place where you need to worship that or pray that or in that, yeah. then that's, that's amazing. Yeah. But there's times when it's just not for the entire congregation or it's not best in you know, a, a group setting. It's more individual prayer. But I was also going to say, DJ, one of the things that I really appreciate about you talking about worship, but, um, and, it's, and it would be easy for any worship leader... Uh, there's probably been times that the three of us have probably been guilty of this at some point in our career as pastors is um, worship could be used to to easily manipulate mm. the situation yeah um, to manipulate a response or to manipulate an action and yeah. um, and I've never felt like that with you at camp convention anywhere but um, you know talk about that a little bit because that's something that's I think huge. it's easy for pastors worship leaders to to kind of use that as a tool and and again it's a fine line and so it's really trying to navigate that line where I'm not just trying to drive um, an emotional response yeah um, but yet it is an emotional response yeah. when yeah. you respond to Jesus, and, yeah. and you know, and, and so there's this this balance and this line, and I, I, it's why the worship leader is so important because I think it becomes a heart thing for that worship leader. Hundred yeah. percent. I think not just worship music, but music in general is emotional. True. Mm-hmm. Like you go to any concert, and what they're trying to get from you is an emotional response. Yeah. Like you go to any type of concert, there's gonna be people in the front raising their hands trying to get yeah, attention dude. from the band. That's true. And so any type of music is emotional, but especially worship music, uh, just because we're worshiping the creator, like mm-hmm. the one who created music. Like, um, but I think, like you said, like it is it is between the worship leader and God when it comes to picking songs and being. Um, intentional about the moments that are coming up that they're leading into those moments and not uh, manipulating those moments, but making sure that they're going through that with, with God and themselves personally. Like, yeah. Like I'm responding to this moment as much as everyone else is too. Mm -hmm. And if, if I can sense that, which is, it's kind of hard sometimes, but, if I can sense that and I can sense where God is taking the room, then I, I can take us there. Yeah. Well, it's like it's the same principle of like preaching messages and all that stuff. 
it's the integrity it's it's everything that's happening off stage that prepares you for what's happening on stage yeah um but i did want to say this too because gary you've talked about this a lot when it comes to discipleship that like you know we have a whole generation of people who know worship lyrics but not the scripture i think Mm. it's a point to why what we're singing is so important because as much as we do discipleship i think there's some of that that's never going to change because of who we are as human beings and our response to music yeah it's like it it, i still can say the preamble of the constitution because of school of rock (laughs) so it's it's something that connects us to memory which again can be dangerous if we're just singing songs that are like either not just about glorifying god kind of self-focused or but that's why i love when songs are rooted in scripture and even sometimes just straight up are scripture yeah because that, that's happened to me so often and i think that was probably like a an older like an old school way of writing songs that i think is kind of coming back like you look at the blessing yeah that's literally praying a prayer straight out of scripture and it's so powerful do you know they're getting sued for that from the bible or yeah from like they they took a certain translation of the bible that they put into there and that translation of the bible is suing them because of the words they used Oh man, that's dumb. That was wrong. Sorry, I just no. it came to my mind when you said the. I didn't. Scene. I didn't see that. Yeah. I don't watch Fox News. So, uh, anyways, no, uh, I, they, uh, I they, definitely do see that that trend coming back more in worship writing is the, people taking straight from scripture. And the, my point is that's great because because yeah. your yeah. point, Gary, is like we have this generation that their whole theology is based on that, and it's a balance. We shouldn't just accept defeat and be like yeah. that's how it's going to be, but we should um, almost utilize that to our advantage, and so. Let's make sure that the songs we are singing are theologically correct and doctrinally sound and glorifying to God and still at the same time elicit that emotional response that yeah. m- worship music does, you know? Yeah. And we can still have fun with it, too. And we can still, yeah, exactly, because those uh, praise songs are, you know, mm-hmm. um, or hype or whatever you want to call them, but like praise, there is that scriptural as well. Yeah. And there's, there's a season and a time for that and, and moments, and that can be super fun. And also, a camp can be <laughs> <laughs> destructive and people getting trampled. And so I guess that's where I struggle with that. With the praise uh, or the hype. Yeah, is, is and, and I, I think I shut it down last year at camp. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and I'll shut it down this year. But um, when it turns into crowd surfing and because then all of a sudden it doesn't come become about glorifying God. Yeah. It becomes about the yeah. crowd. Well, it's 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 crazy because it's just like it's in just a fine line where that shifts over, and mm-hmm. then it becomes because it's like the jumping and the even to an extent the crowd surfing can still be you're in this praise and excitement energy, but then it turns to like a riot almost, you Mashing. know, where where kids yeah. are pushing other, where we're not just jumping next to each other and it's a little hectic. Now you see kids just straight pushing other kids down. Yeah. And and th- and then now yeah you've perverted this and turned it into something that it's not and ruined it for everybody. It, but the thing is, especially in that hype praise category, the line is is so blurred yeah. and it can it just takes one kid to like ruin. I it. Think it, it just takes the attention off of why we're there. And and to me, like even with camp, like that is definitely something I'm gonna address before we get into worship. Oh yeah, because I, I yeah. don't want it to turn into because even even if no one crowd serves, it's the shoving thing. hundred percent almost happens every time oh, yeah. for some reason. It just takes one boy or one girl yeah. to think it's funny and it changes the whole dynamic of the room for that moment. And yeah. so we just don't ever wanna allow yeah. 
that to to dictate you know what's going on in the but room. i think it's like you're saying we can still give it a shot like through teaching yeah. like that's that's the thing is that we're teaching why we worship we're teaching why we lift our hands why and, and we could do that with praise as well we can jump we can be passionate and they can and, and if they yeah. mess it up then that's on them but that's the thing is because i've been in those moments i think we all have where that praise song is so pure Mm -hmm. and it is just this genuine excitement whether it's after the end of like a real intense night and we're like let's go out praising it has a different energy than than when we're seeing kids get trampled because it's this like yes god like god is good and we won and you know all that stuff if i'm jumping during worship you know it's sincerely god because my back could go out at any moment (laughs) that's fair well if you came in with a bad back you're probably gonna leave well we can can heal healed well we can do this year at summer camp we just go back to covid rules and six feet no never (laughs) not but uh don't even bring that up Dude, there's like um, Gary mentioned this, and I want to kind of get all three of your guys's um, opinion on it because it's something I feel like I've been convicted of as of like the end of last year. But Gary said like kind of using worship in a way to play with emotions or getting a certain response. And so something that's been convicting to me is after you get done speaking as a pastor having keys come up and play behind you. I know there was a certain pastor that would have keys play the entire message. Mm -hmm. And it it was drawing in this kind of emotional response. It's like tugging on the heart in in a certain way. But in your guys' opinions, what are your thoughts on, say, like you're going to end service, there's no worship that's planned afterwards, there's no song, but you still have keys come up because it's your closing, it's your response. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on that? And you might not have one. It's just a thought that came to me because it's obviously a part of worship. I mean, I think, yeah, anything, like, we're, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's, it's all the heart, you know? Yeah. If you're trying to be manipulative, then, yeah, then that's wrong. But it's a, it's a tool that can help, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's like Solomon, when maybe it was on the podcast he talked about this, but it convicted me ever since, and I've tried not to use this language, what we'd all would say on stages, which is like, it's not about the lights mm-hmm. and it's not about the the sound and it's not about, and he's like, you're kind of belittling people's whole ministry. Like we say that, but then we have ministries dedicated to that. And yeah. the heart of it, it's again, it's like saying something like your breakthrough is dependent on how loud you yell. It's something that's sort of just reactionary and sounds good in the moment. But if you really put thought to it, so even to that point, I'm saying like, there is something about, the environment that's being cultivated that is not necessary but beneficial and it allows other people to use giftings that they have um but it's again it's all like it's a fine line and the tension is so tight that you have to like really make sure you're putting thought into it because then the line between well we don't need anything is kind of belittling to people but then the other side of it is we need all of this it's like well then you're not really trusting god or the spirit of god to move so this that's my thing Mm -hmm. if someone comes plays keys at the end of my message i will like it yeah but i don't need it i can end a message without keys i think that's the thing is maybe as pastors listening to this end one of your messages without keys and make sure you can do it yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to yeah. to to just be sure that you're not that's not a crutch for you. 100%. Uh cuz that's the thing is like I think it's only dangerous if it's a crutch or that you're you're manipulating something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just depends on on the situation and the person and their heart. It's a heart thing. Yeah. It really is and and, and for me, you know, I I I enjoy having the lights and the um 
you know the, the stuff that we have that, that enhances the service and everything and, and again I agree with Elliot I know we don't need it and there's times we don't there's times we don't use it there's times we'll just go acoustic and yeah. it's incredible and it's beautiful and and then there's times when there's a full band and it's and it's great and it's beautiful and it's a time of worship um, you know worship is such a heart thing and I think people get so caught up in the music part of it mm-hmm. um, that they forget it that's just a part of it yeah. it's really about you and worshiping and in that moment are you are you just singing a song like you're driving down the street? Are you worshiping God? I mean, because, you know, I, I was at a, um, I said this to someone else recently, I was at a concert, I was at a Killers concert mm-hmm. with my daughter, and I love the Killers, and, and so we were there, and there's literally moments where I don't know why, the there's playing, I just, I wanted to lay, raise my hands, <laughs> yeah. I was so like, just so into it, but again, you know, what makes worship worship, and what makes it different from just listening to um, the Killers or some other you know group that you like is what they're singing about and who they're mm-hmm. singing to, yeah. which it has to be a heart thing for you. So I'm very careful not to question someone's heart mm-hmm. and um, and and to question mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so am, 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 am I having a keyboard play because I just want a keyboard? Like so, like mm-hmm. for instance, Easter morning I I preach Easter morning, and as I read through the the scripture of the crucifixion and the burial and the resurrection, I had keyboards playing behind me, and it wasn't because I was trying to get an emotional response because I was still going to preach a message without the keyboards. Yeah. It was more so because I just enjoy reading with music. I do it every morning when I when I go yeah. through my U version Bible app, there's yeah. music playing in the background of the scripture reading. Yeah. And it just it helps me focus. It helps me listen. It helps bring it to life a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so my heart's not to to uh, create a response. But it did engage the crowd. Like yeah. that's the thing is like it is beneficial. And so I, I think like we it's not something where we can just be like, are you pro keys yeah. or anti <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's a heart. It's, yeah, it's exactly. all heart. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think I need to answer it because exactly what you guys said is what I would say. It's all about your intentions, your heart behind it. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Well, DJ, man. Let's sing. Let's end in worship. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was good. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I could probably sing if I really wanted to. I think well, I'm just too. Can sing. Uh, no, it's no, just no. If you can sing good or not. Yeah, I can. True. My whole family's musical, bro. But you, you, well, you, you said you. I'm weren't. just shy. It's it's all a. <laughs> You're core. shy. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. He's not. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm shy when it comes to that. <laughs> to singing. I don't want to be the butt of the joke. That's would the you, thing. Would you ever be okay, one of those okay. pastors that mm. is getting ready to close out your message and starts singing on the mic with the worship? <laughs> you know why it staggers <laughs> did that one time? At at, youth? That's exactly why I'm bringing it up. I was there. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's a great speaker. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that too. That's why I'm talking about it on the podcast. I'll never forget that, bro. Yeah, dude. I was he, like, he stood up on the amp and just like just started going for it. <laughs> and I said, "You just lost the room right now, bro." <laughs> he wasn't even speaking. I think he no, was just he doing was. It. He had spoken, then he sang. Well, I thought he was doing a transition into worship. Maybe I don't know. Have you heard that saying? Make a joyful noise, not a beautiful one. Oh, right. that's good. That's fair. There you go. Well, as we are all convicted, um, DJ, yes. thanks so much for being on the podcast, man. It was great to have you here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Gary, it's always a great time. Elliot. Yeah. yeah. Sing us out, Charlie. Here we go. Just give us something. Goodbye. <laughs> American girl. <laughs> <and> American guy. <laughs> <laughs>